Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Philemon. Today is episode 574, looking at Philemon, verses 4 through 7. Let's read our passage. I always thank my God when I mention you in my prayers, because I hear of your love for all the saints and the faith that you have in the Lord Jesus. I pray that your participation in the faith may become effective through knowing every good thing that is in us for the glory of Christ. For I have great joy and encouragement from your love, because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed through you, brother. This is Paul's letter to Philemon. Philemon is a man in the church in Colossae. And Paul has encountered this slave, Onesimus, in Rome. Paul's a prisoner in Rome during his first Roman imprisonment. And we don't know the circumstances, but somehow Paul has gotten a relationship with this slave, Odysseus. And he belongs to Philemon back in Colossae. Now, we don't know whether he's a runaway slave, and Paul is sending him back to his master, Philemon, or if he's a slave who was sent to Rome on a mission, and he's, uh, well, pretty much failed at the mission. He's overstayed what the trip called for. Perhaps he's lost money that the master sent with him. We don't know the circumstances, but the central issue is he's in trouble with Philemon, and Paul is sending this letter to Philemon, encouraging Philemon to have mercy on Onesimus. He sent this letter via Tychicus, who's also delivering a letter to the church in Colossae. And along the route, they're going to stop in Ephesus, and Tychicus will deliver a letter to Ephesus. So we see the letter Ephesians, the letter Colossians, and the letter Philemon all together here on this trip being carried by Tychicus. Paul's given the greeting from he and Timothy to Philemon and his household. Now it's in this part, is this is a fairly standard part of Paul's letters where he says something about their faith and their faithfulness and something encouraging. So he says in verse 4, I always thank my God when I mention you in my prayers. And just to make the point that Paul regularly prays for Philemon. Philemon is known to Paul. They have a relationship. We don't know anything about the background of it, but a little bit later, the implication is going to be that Paul perhaps led Philemon to Christ at some point in the past, somewhere. As far as we know, Paul's never been to Colossae, but he has had contact with Philemon before. And so Paul's just saying, I, I pray for you. Then he starts to mention the contents of his prayers and the reason for his prayers. In verse 5, he says, Because I hear of your love for all the saints and the faith you have in the Lord Jesus. So this is standard format for Paul, the greeting and the thanksgiving for their faithfulness. In fact, we compare it to Colossians chapter 1, verses 3 through 8. Paul says, We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love you have for all the saints, because of the hope reserved for you in heaven. You've already heard about this hope in the word of truth, the gospel that has come to you, bearing fruit, growing all over the world, just as it has among you since the day you heard it and came to truly appreciate God's grace. You learned this from Epaphras, our dearly loved fellow servant. 
He's a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, and he has told us about your love and the Spirit. So what's that important? Well, that's the letter to the church in Colossae, which is where Philemon is. And Paul says, Epaphras has taught you guys a lot, and he's told me a lot about you. So whoever this Epaphras is, he has been a teacher, a leader in the church in Colossae, and he has come to Paul in Rome and told Paul about what's going on in Colossae. So here in Philemon, in verse 5, he says, Because I hear of your love for all the saints. Well, it's probably Epaphras that has told him about Philemon and what he's like. Undoubtedly, Onesimus has told him something, but Onesimus may not be the most objective uh, reporter in these matters, so Epaphras has probably been the one to tell Paul about Philemon and his status in the church and what he does. Paul says, I hear of your love for all the saints and the faith you have in the Lord Jesus Christ. So Philemon, well, these are good things. He has great faith in the Lord and he has great love for other believers. These are key things. Uh, we're told that if you want to do what God wants, well, you love the Lord and you love other people. Verse 6. I pray that your participation in the faith may become effective through knowing every good thing that is in us for the glory of Christ. This is a difficult verse. It's difficult for translators. For those of us that read it, we just have to make sense of the, the words here. But translators find this verse difficult because so many of these words have a, a variety of meanings. And so you take several of these words that each have multiple possibilities for meanings and you start to get a lot of different translations for this verse. They all pretty much say the same thing but with a lot of different nuances. It begins with I pray. Now some of your translations may not say I pray but that's really filling in back to verse 4 where he says I mentioned you in my prayers. Verse 6, that your participation. So the translators for the CSB here have added, I pray, just so it, it fills it in, makes sense. They're not changing any meaning there. He's praying that his participation in the faith. Now, one is, we read that and say, what does that mean? But different translations say, say your sharing of the faith. It almost sounds more like evangelism. The, the word's koinonia here, from where we get the word fellowship. The word faith is pretty straightforward, but faith has a lot of nuances. It can mean loyalty. But your fellowship in the faith, what does that mean? Does that mean more of a community sense of things? Or the, as some say your sharing of the faith. Like I said, that sounds like evangelism. And uh, the majority seem to come down on this idea of it's your participation in the faith is the best way to translate it. Now, then we have to say, what does that actually look like in real life? But it can become effective through knowing every good thing that is in us. And I think in us, well, doesn't mean me and the guys with me in Rome. I think he means in us, all Christians. But I think the best way to understand this is He's basically saying, I'm praying that you, Philemon, will recognize all that Christ has done in us and for us. Now, this translation, CSV says, 
for the glory of Christ. And the glory is, is something added. They've added that for clarity. So they're thinking it's meaning for the glory of Christ. Some think it means just what Christ has done in us and for us. But I think the, the takeaway is he's praying for Philemon to get a sense of all that Christ has done. And we'll see where this is all leading up to here in a minute. Verse 7, For I have great joy and encouragement from your love, because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed through you, brother. So here he's just saying that he takes great joy and in hearing what Philemon has done for others. That apparently Philemon's a well-to-do guy. He's a generous guy. He helps others. And in the past, Philemon has shown great pity and generosity to fellow believers. Now, these things together, basically Paul's saying, my prayer is that you would recognize everything that Christ has done in you and for you. And I am certainly glad to hear about how generous you are, how much mercy you have shown on other believers. You have a history of being charitable and generous. Now, he's not just buttering up Philemon here, but he is saying real things, and then they're good things, but he's leading up to something. He's leading up to what he's going to ask about Onesimus. He's sending Onesimus back with Tychicus, this errant slave, either a runaway or a slave who's done poorly, and he's essentially asking Philemon to have mercy on him, to treat him like a brother in Christ, not an errant slave. And so he's beginning his big ask here by bringing to mind, bringing to the forefront here, history. Philemon's history with the Lord and Philemon's history with fellow believers. Paul wants him to recognize what Christ has done for him. And Paul's pointing out what Philemon has a history of doing for others. Now he's going to shift that and say, now, why don't you do that for Onesimus? And that's what we'll see next time as we continue working through Paul's letter to Philemon. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Philemon.